Welcome once again. It's Robin Marshall, Sugar Mom, with a very interesting topic today. A good portion of the world wonders about alternative sexual websites or kinkiness or things that are just out of the norm because a lot of us have been brought up to do things just one way and uh, never step outside our comfort zones or what our parents have taught us. So you all know that I wrote a book, and it's called The Diary of a Sugar Mom. And uh, it's faction, which I have combined fact with fiction throughout the book, which you can find on my website conveniently, sugarmom.net. And what I've decided to do is reach out to the sugar world and find one generous magnanimous man that might want to talk to me so that we can listen in on what possessed him to step outside his comfort zone and enter into the world of sugar daddy. So I'd like to introduce you to this man who just I randomly found while searching through a sugar daddy site. And I said to this guy who requested to see my pictures, which I did not show to him. But instead, I said, hey, I just happen to have this podcast and I would really love it if you'd come on the air and let other women who are my listeners listen in on what makes you do what you do and and why. And so, Paul, welcome to Sugar Mom. It's really nice to have you here. Thank you. And I'm going to keep it sweet and keep it simple and keep it honest. And I'm hoping that you'll do the same. The you know the first question that comes to mind is, uh, what made you decide to come to this side of the fence? What happened previously that led you in this direction? And let me just preface this by saying I don't feel there's anything wrong with the way you're doing what you want to do. We all have our own niche, you know, and we all have different things that turn us on. Everybody's different. So I'm asking you, as a genuine question, there is no negativity involved here at all. Well, it's the simpleness and the cleanness of it. Um, many, many years ago, I had an affair that got messy, uh, involved. Um, and so what was attracted to me was this site allowed me to put out there exactly what I was looking for. And if people weren't interested in that, then they didn't bother me. If they were, if they were looking for the same thing, then we could start a conversation. And so really, it's to me, it's the, the cleanness of it. And when you uh, say cleanness, do you mean like no strings? Right. Yes. Yeah. No strings. And that's what I'm looking for. Other people are looking for different things. But but just we get together, we have a good time, and we go on our merry way until we get together again. Mm-hmm. And there's money involved? Yes, there's a gratuity or whatever you want to call it. As one of my friends told me, basically she said, I'm looking for the same thing. I don't want to date. I And I was giving this away for for nothing. So she goes, I'm killing two birds with one stone here. It it gives me some additional uh, spending money, and uh, it meets my needs, and then I still have the rest of the evening free. Right. 
And, you know, a lot of men have that mentality where they say, you gotta pay if you wanna play. <laughs> and if you get married, sometimes you pay a hell of a lot more than you do going in this direction. Yeah, it's like I said, uh, uh, I, I had an affair once and that was not good. It, uh, and that, that was, that was free, but not free emotionally. Mm. Um, a lot of us have been there, understand that. It's not easy. Right. So this this allowed me to, to seek out like-minded uh, people I have the best connection with are, are, are other married women who, for whatever reason, for um, health reasons or lack of interest, whatever, aren't getting sex. This is basically the relationship I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. You know... I was involved once with a married man. I was also married at the time, but separated. And I'll Mm -hmm. never forget, he was younger than me. And he would say, when I get to my house, I don't know how to leave you on the front steps. When I walk in my house, I take you with me in my mind. And I would say to him, I know you won't believe this because I think you're too young to understand it, even though he was brilliant, but emotionally he was still in that stage of, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing or the wrong thing, but he wasn't happy at home sexually. And I'd say to him, you know, this actually can enhance and make your marriage better because now you don't have to pressure your wife into doing the things that you need to have done. And she'll be happier because you could leave her alone because now you got me. And I know it makes perfect sense to me when the words came out, but he looked at me like that, you know, the the head tilt, like, what the heck are you talking about? But later on in years, I mean, I'm still friends with him and we live in separate states, but he has come back to me and he has said to me, you know, I finally understand the concept. You're right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I just realized I'm a bit of a hedonist at heart. And my wife and I actually have a, a pretty good sex life. I just like a little variety. And I, uh, over the years, we've lost the ability to talk frankly about what we want or don't want in a non-judgmental way. And that's hers and my fault. But this allows me to find like-minded people. And the way the thing works there's really no advantage to lying mm-hmm. um, because you just waste time. Uh, so it, it's really refreshing to sit down, have a frank discussion, and see if there's some kind of arrangement that can be made. Mm-hmm. That's the word, arrangement. Right. And so d- did I miss something? Does your wife know you're doing this? No. Okay. No. But my wife and I still have an active sex life. I'm not like one of these guys, oh, my wife hasn't given me a blowjob in mm-hmm. 20 years, right. or we haven't had sex in years. No. Well, it's just the variety deal with you. Uh, yeah. And the intensity when you find somebody that you can scratch an itch that uh, isn't getting scratched somewhere else, that um, I just find it very enjoyable if it's with the right person. It's like brand new. Yes, there is that. And what I found is that the newness, um, if that's all there is, that wears up pretty quick because it's not new very long. Mm -hmm. But if if you find a uh, similar person that's 
looking for exactly what you're looking for. Yeah, it, it's very nice. And it's, <laughs> it's efficient. I mean, there, there's not a lot of bullshit going on, you know. You get right to what you're in the relationship for. And I think the older you get, the more efficient this system can become. Well, let me just start here. My motto has been, and all my listeners know this, if you're unhappy in your marriage, now this may not pertain to you, but I talk to women a lot and I say to them, if you're unhappy, talk to your husband, try and make it work, go to counseling, do whatever you have to do to fix it. You're married for 25 years now. And if if the last 10 years have started to decline, you don't want to be stuck that way for the next 25 years. And if he refuses or your wife refuses to jump in feet first and say, okay, I'm with you, let's fix this. If they refuse and they say, ah, it's not worth it, then you have every right in the world to either get divorced or find a way to satisfy yourself. So this is a serious alternative. And when I first heard about Sugar Daddy, I learned from watching a special on MSNBC, of all things, about this particular dating site where young college girls would get on here and it would serve their purpose because they would have their tuitions taken care of by a man that could afford to, and in turn, the girl would have sex with him. At the time, I wasn't really sure if it meant that the the young girl enjoyed herself or if she was just doing it for money. But from what I've read and what I've learned and who I've talked to and listened to, it's perfect for two people who really like each other but don't want to see each other as often. Right. You've always got to have something to look forward to. And that's where I um, I first heard about it was um, a friend that told me about the coeds <laughs> that are looking for tuition money. Mm-hmm. Well, I just uh, I don't I have my filter set. Uh, it doesn't even show anybody under thirty, mm-hmm. so that's not really my cup of tea. The other thing I found is that generally speaking, I'm not um, interested in single women because quickly they want a relationship. They want, you know, somebody to travel with and somebody to go out to events with and maybe a couple of times a week type deal. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just not my thing. But that's the beauty of this site is that that's quickly you realize you're not compatible. Got it. And so when you set your filters, you're looking for someone between the ages, for instance, 30 and 50. I think I have a 30 to whatever the 60 or whatever the mm-hmm. other end is. Because age doesn't really matter. You don't know how many times I've heard that. Age is yeah. just a number. I've heard that so yeah. many freaking times I could die. But yeah. And also locality should matter, I guess. I do uh, put within 10 miles of where I live. This is I like shopping. A- right, Exactly. And I don't run my life around this. So if somebody is out of town and they go, I'm being in town on the 28th or something, I don't work it that way. Like the lady I'm seeing now, we set an afternoon about two, maybe three times a month after she gets off work. On her way home, we will get together and have a drink, have a coffee, and then have some fun. And she leaves totally happy with some money for new summer clothes, too. Mm-hmm. 
at the risk of putting myself out there, it really makes a lot of sense on both ends. Sorry, my friend, but it does. As long as I just can't see somebody that is seeing multiple women at the same time because there are diseases, but that's not even the real reason. How do you share that much of yourself and spread yourself so thin? I can understand one at a time, and if it wanes and fades, moving on to somebody else, but you got to give that relationship an opportunity, I think, just like you would on any other traditional dating site, and realize it is what it is, and you're there for a purpose, both of you, and it works. Now, what happens happens if you, I'm sure you get to know somebody online first before you meet (laughs) up with them. And you chat a bit and text a bit. And what happens if you get together and she is absolutely not what her pictures look like? What do you do? Well, I haven't really run into that, honestly. But I did run into one that was kind of misrepresented herself. And we were meeting for dinner. Because I usually, I don't like to text and email back and forth a long time. I like to quickly move to meeting for a drink or dinner and... And I say up front that um, we'll just have that evening and then we'll leave. And then either party can just not follow up on it. That's fine. But personally, I would gut it out. I would stay there and have dinner, have drinks, whatever, and probably say, you know, I just don't feel a connection here or, or whatever. So basically, this sounds exactly like a traditional dating site setup. The only difference is you're cutting out the bullshit in between where you date five times and then you have sex. This way, if you do connect, you go to a hotel, you're both happy, and you then you decide if you want to do it again. Right, because I'm pretty upfront, you know, like I'll say, hey, you know, I feel like we get along well and everything. Let's see how we get along sexually. Mm-hmm. But that's determined before you meet. That's the whole purpose of the meeting. Right, yeah. Because you already know each other from talking online or on the phone or however. Correct, yeah. It's very easy for people to misrepresent themselves. Yes. And and so I like to get a face-to-face talk and, uh, and get a feel for them. And has there ever been a situation where you decide to move forward and I don't mean to be crude or anything, and I, if I'm getting too personal, you can just tell me you don't want to talk about that, but have you ever got into the sexuality part of the evening and realized right then and there when you're beginning to perform that this is just not going to work? Uh, yes. What do yeah. you do? Well, as a guy, you can't, you can't really fake it <laughs> very much. <laughs> You know, I'll try to have as much fun as we can there. Then I'll just say, you know, um, hey, for whatever reason, I don't think there's any need for us to keep going here. And would you still pay her for her time? Yes. So you're a gentleman about it. Yes. You know, there's karma. (laughs) Agreed. That's a big statement right there. Do you mind me asking what is the average rate that a woman asks for and for how long? Or do they break it down by the month or is it by the date? So here's the other thing. I have met people for a beer or 
or coffee or something. And I realized that this money is almost their sole source of income, like they're close to getting evicted or something like that. And, and that's a deal killer for me. I have to have the impression in my mind that they're there because they want to be, not because they have to be. Got it. So that determines what a woman asks. And honestly, sometimes they will ask a lot. And I'll just say, hey, that's that's out of my budget. And I've, I've learned that you have to start saying kind of what you're willing to pay. So for a couple of times a month, I'm usually in the ballpark of, um, it turns out to $500 a month. Mm-hmm. And, and usually that's a, a couple hours get together because, you know, unless you're prepared to, you have tickets to go to a show or something, uh, you can get a lot done in a couple of hours. <laughs> but it, it's all over the place. When I first started, I, I had a sugar baby that had a beautiful uh, house on the lake and was real random and whenever we wanted to get together and 150 bucks was all she asked for. She goes, yeah, I like to buy nice things. I'll just I'll buy some sexy lingerie or whatever. So, mm-hmm. It sounds like uh, she was more about the thrill, the seduction yeah, she, of the money. Right. She had just come out of a relationship, I, I think, where her husband was mentally abusive. She was a beautiful woman. You know, it's hard to figure these. But she knew I could bring another man into the, the thing, so she wanted to have a threesome. I mean, she just had this bucket list of things she wanted to work through. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, if she was upfront and honest about that, that's the kind of woman you want? That was what I was looking for, exactly, yeah. And what happened to her? Well, her schedule and my schedule uh, just really didn't line up. And she lived quite a ways away. It was a a bit of a drive. And I just, I found the woman I'm currently with that was much more convenient for me. Okay. Well, that makes sense. And you're, so you're still with the same woman. How long have you been together? I, I only found the site February or March or something. Okay. So less than a year. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, less than a year. And you're both married, so you're both satisfying these needs. You're not looking at other people on the site, or are you looking at the same time, just in case? As a a man, you have to pay to be able to read messages and everything, so I won't pay if I'm not looking for anything. But I've also been very upfront. I don't care if she wants to see another guy or something, because twice a month may be not enough for her. Mm -hmm. So what's your futuristic view on your life? Is this what you're going to be doing forever? Are you going to stay with your wife? Yes, I'm staying with my wife. You know, at some point, I may get all my itches scratched and go, you know what, I've been there, done that, and I'll move on. Because it's kind of a hassle for me. I have to I have to get a room and, mm-hmm. you know, cover my track. There's a lot of work into it. It's like having a full-time job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it is kind of. You know, I have searched these sites, and it's no secret. I've put it out there. I mean, I wrote a book about it, for God's sake. And I have met so many different types of men that are sugar daddies. And just by chance, I fell upon your profile and asked. And But I just I want to 
tell the woman that's listening to me and you right now, there are many different types of situations that you find on these sites. For instance, if I were looking for somebody for a serious relationship, I mean somebody that might want to get married someday, this is still the site to view because there are guys that are lonely or they just don't want to deal with the bar scene. They have a lot of money, but they work a lot of hours. They want to know that there's somebody that is like-minded to them, that understands the sexual needs, that has the same sexual needs. There are so many variations of men on these sites, and most women are afraid to even click enter on a site like that because all of a sudden you become a whore. You know, if you're on a sugar daddy site, you basically become a sugar baby and you're asking for money in return for offering sex. But it's a little different because you can find the man of your dreams if you're single. Now, if you're married, like Paul is in his situation, it's sort of like, remember Ashley Madison, your affair that you were having, Paul? I mean, you guys are having sex on the side, having an affair for free. So if you look at it from this perspective, what is wrong with getting paid for doing the same thing and enjoying yourself at the same time? It never made sense to me. I'd buy the cow if you can get the milk. There it is. And to me, it's kind of like, well, for example, the last time I got together with my friend, she goes, oh, you bought me these slacks. And so it was that kind of deal. You know, honestly, I'm not sure she would demand payment, but I'm happy to give it. I wouldn't be here if I couldn't afford it. And to me, it makes it like it's okay to leave. Go on to your life. There's no strings, as we said in the beginning. You're not bound to her. You have given her a stipend of what you earn to have a good time. She's happy. You're happy. Right. And you make a very good point, and I couldn't agree more. There are people that do not get any affection or emotional stroking at all, and they're looking for that also. Yes, big time. Right. Unless you get, like you said, it's very hard when you find a married man and you're not. And even if you see each other twice a month like you do, emotions are a funny thing. They can just seep under the top level layer of your skin without you even knowing that it's happening. And so it's kind of dangerous to be dating a married person if you're not, even for money. Well, and even like I had lunch one time with a girl, and she was so pissed at her husband, I felt like she might use me to get him all pissed off, you know. So to me, that was a red flag. And uh-huh. So I, uh, as they say, I'm just looking for, a, I guess the term friends would benefit a fuck honey. <laughs> yeah, that's what they call it. <laughs> and I totally understand if a woman isn't looking for that and goes, you're, you're weirdo. That's because that's the way they were raised. They don't know of alternative methodology. They don't know that you can do this to get that. And they don't know that really it makes sense. Dollars and cents. (laughs) Right. Can you imagine having a monthly income cash that your spouse has no idea and you don't have to answer to how you spend that money or anything? Well, then you also have to be careful as to when he or she says, where did you get the money to buy that? Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs>
Listen, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. Is there anything of importance or something that you feel is just really worth telling the woman that's listening right now that matters enough for you to end this conversation with? Well, I would say this, and I sort of learned this lesson myself. Sit down, think about exactly what you would like to have, and try to remove, oh, I can't say that, That's, that makes me sound like I'm a, I'm a nympho, or, <laughs> and put it out there, because A, this scene is non-judgmental, and if there's not any connection, just move on. And if you think later on, you can go back and edit your profile. And the other thing, I would just be careful, because there are professional scammers out there. Mm-hmm. So protect your personal information. Just be careful because there's weirdo stalker guys that will show up at your workplace if they can figure that out. Mm -hmm. And then there are others that are, you know, in Eastern Europe that will try to get into your bank accounts. So yes, just cover yourself. Okay. That words of wisdom. I appreciate that. To the girlfriend that's listening right now, I guess basically what I'm trying to show you is that there are alternatives to life. And it doesn't mean that this is the right one for you. But you have options. And that's what it's all about. There is a place. There is a place where dreams are born. (laughs) And it's called Sugar Daddy Land. (laughs) But you have the option to go and try and see. And don't shut something down. Don't keep your mind closed. Open up your mind, just as Paul said, and just breathe it in and listen. And if you feel up to it and you feel like it's something that you have the guts to try, try it. No one needs to know if you're careful, just like Paul said. Cover your bases, cover your tracks, be very careful, be smart. Thank you, Paul. I really appreciate you coming on with me and discussing this. You're welcome. Have a good day and... um happy seeking out there. Thank you. And be careful. Bye-bye. Okay. It's just you and me now. And I think that went pretty darn well. And he's a good guy and he sounds like an intelligent guy, right? But that was my point. Just to let you know, you're not stuck in a rut. There are outside the box things that you can try. And no, I am not telling you or am I suggesting that you do this. Just know it's there. It's not only for girls who are 20, 21 years old. There are women our age that are doing this and enjoying themselves and are able to now buy the pair of shoes, the pocketbook that they want, put their kids through college, a million different reasons to do it. Pardon that pun. And then there are the million reasons not to. Moralistically, it might be frowned upon. I'm sure your husband wouldn't be happy with it. I highly suggest you don't do this if you're married, or if you do, let your husband know. Better yet, talk to your husband first, see if you can work things out. Maybe he'd even like to be a part of it. You never know. Until you ask. Until next time, it's Robin Marshall, Sugar Mom. Don't forget, if you want to reach me, sugarmom.net, robinmarshallsugarmom at gmail.com, or you can write me right here on the podcast. Subscribe because you never know what I'm coming up with next. Have a great day. (laughs) 